Hello and welcome back to the hottest podcast in New York City. You feel me? We are back. Touch the city. Episode six. We are now on the brawn in Miami level. You feel me? We going for the rings. We're tired of everyone telling us we not good enough. We're here to assert our dominance. I am Fax Mercury. I'm joined here with my other teammate. We're going for the ring. You already know it. You already know yours truly, your boy D Wade, the Flash in the Flesh. You already know Robin to my boy Batman on the side. You feel me? Swim 4K. You know, I'm, I'm here, man. So I'm just here to give you life, man. I'm just here to give you my life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll immediately just jump into it. How has your week been? Got a checkup on you. Um, I, overall, my week's been pretty cool. My week's been pretty cool. Um, I mean, you know, so I mean, at least you know, last week it was pretty chill. I mean, you know, obviously we've just been home chilling, just game. I've been gaming, working from home on the computer. Uh, but that's about it. I haven't really been doing too much. Nothing fancy. Been on Twitter, tuning into everybody's IG lives. Yeah. Uh. What am I talking about though? I actually did go ahead and build a new computer, so that was pretty fun, tiring but fun. Um, and then I What'd also did just work. I actually uh, upgraded my my processor as well as my motherboard, so that was pretty fun. Went ahead and uh, upgraded from my seventy seven hundred K over to my thirty nine hundred X. For anybody who doesn't know, that's Intel to AMD. A little bit of nerd talk, I understand. <laughs> but um, how you like you know, it? Yeah, no, it's it's actually been pretty good so far. Like today, actually, I've run into a little bit of issues um, trying to run my stream. For some reason, I don't know why, I'm running into a lot of spiking issues. So for anybody who understands that stuff, feel free to hit your boy up and try to chop it up with me. Try to figure out why my CPU is is reaching 70% utilization randomly in spikes. I don't know why, but overall, it's been pretty good, though, outside of the streaming. Like when I want to go ahead and play a video game, I mean, it's a dream. Um, I don't drop frames at all. Uh, it's not really noisy at all. I don't know if you can really hear it in the background, but uh, it's a it's a pretty solid experience. I'm really really enjoying it. I need something like that. I'm I'm still stuck on. I'm not stuck, but I'm still. I, I just got like a 1070 in my shit. I, I have mm-hmm. an i7, but it's it's not even like the 9800. I because I, I got this back in 2017, but it mm-hmm. does what I need to do just fine. Like the only thing I could really. You know, I'm not looking to upgrade just yet, but I know like that next jump, I'm going to ensure that it's top of the line. Uh, what processor is in your machine? I know you say you had the 1070 because I my graphics card is the RTX 2080. So I like, I mean, shit, you know, that's just a beast. But you know, the processor, I mean, the, the processor is definitely as long as it's pretty solid. I know you said i7. Do you get like one of those six cores i7s? At least you should be pretty good. Yeah, in 2020. I think right now, what do I have? I have an i7 6700K. Oh, 6700K. Okay, so that's, you know, because I had the 7700K, so I jumped from that over to the 3900X. And okay. the real benefit from moving up from that processor over to this one, and I'm sorry, guys, I don't want to kill you with too much nerd talk, is <laughs> uh, the four core, eight thread on the 7700. Um, I was able to move up to a 12 core 24. So for anybody who's into video production, you know, photo editing, gaming, streaming, things like that, um, even actually something as silly as running 20 different Google Chrome tabs at once. What, the way Google Chrome works is that each processor and each task that I just named is, is, is treated as one. And pretty much if your computer can, it wants to use one core and or one or multiple threads to those one processes and or applications. So you know, 
I like if you go ahead and jump over to a 3900X, you do that math. That's three times the power. Like, yeah, and it's really supposed to be a smooth experience. That's why I'm a little bit sour that I'm running into spikes. But it says that like at least Twitch is telling me that it's internet related and not necessarily hardware. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm looking at the charts. It is telling me that the CPU is spiking. So I got to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Nerd talk. That's enough nerd talk with 24K yeah, yeah, yeah. for this, right? It's all- <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Let them know that you know shit, all right? You Yo, some- facts. Yeah, you got to flex the knowledge, you know man. You know? Yeah, exactly. Man. You know, you I see me ignorant on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Right. Shooter on Let the gram, know you know, photography. You're not just one face. You're not yeah, just one but face, man, right? follow me on my other gram too, twim underscore 4K. That's why I be giving you that nerd talk, man. I'm out that gaming, my car life, man. And you, you just see the nerd side of me. I'm ignorant but nerdy, son. Because, you know, black people could be smart too. At the same time, we could be hood but smart. Like, that's just right. what it is. You could be from New York, but we could be from smart as hell. You know, he, you know he got that stick talk, that stick talk. Facts. <laughs> 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 so, oh, um, oh my god like yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. me like my week has been like i don't mm-hmm. know i've just been chilling it's just you know like well i guess before that like what i really want to ask actually is uh has it gotten to you yet like i feel like it kind of is getting to me a little i know more. exactly what you was getting at yeah, and i'm like, sorry i don't want to cut really... you <laughs> nah please 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 i want to hear mm-hmm. your answer no i was just i was just saying like but yeah i know exactly what you're getting at that notion of just bro like time is passing bro i'm not even a lie like as we were approaching the podcast start time i even like was checking my email and i was like oh wow like just this is i'm not saying like you were late but i was just like oh man i, I wonder if he forgot because it's almost yeah. like your time is passing I wouldn't even blame him if he forgot that we were supposed to record the podcast right now. Because, like, the way Tom feels, like, it's just, like yeah. I literally took, like, a six-hour nap, nap midday. And I feel like, bro, like, it's it's dead-ass daytime. I woke up, it was daytime. I fell asleep, it was daytime. I woke back up, it was daytime. Like, it's really that feeling of just, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm in an infi- in infinite genjutsu or something. Like, this <laughs> this world is just incredible. The passage of time, like, makes no sense right now. It just doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Like, I, I normally, like, you know what's crazy? Like, I'm going back to my old sleeping schedule, which is that I can sleep. I go to sleep at, like, 2, 3 in the morning and wake up, like, 9, 30. Mm, so it's I like agree. I'm doing Same. this shit where, like, I'm just doing, like, nut shit like that. And, I like, I wake up at 9, 30, and I know, like, okay, I'm going to get out of bed at this time. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Like, I know how my entire day is going to go. And yeah. it feels oh, weird. Man. Because it's like almost to the T that you know that like this is what I do like every day, yeah. And it's, it's just so like crazy. you time all of your life by that. Like I time my life now through those notions. Like oh, I have two hours till it's time to do this, or mm-hmm. I have this to this, meaning I could do whatever to that. But like mm-hmm. I guess it helps in a way because it's something that I know. Like okay, I'm going to do this as opposed to like every day I wake up like what the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah. Like, I felt like before coronavirus, a lot of us were playing catch up. It was just like, okay, yo, I know I got to do this, but oh my God, like I got to go to work. But then as soon as I get out of work, I only got this many hours before pretty much all businesses shut down and it's limited hours. I got to get ready for the next day. And, you know, I know we we hit on that in the first episode, like we got to relax, you know what I'm saying? So that we don't go mentally crazy for the next day. Like, it, it was so much. And then now it's just kind of like, okay, I know exactly how my days are going to go. I could plan like weeks in advance almost. It's crazy. Like, and you know exactly what's going to happen. A hundred percent to certainty. You could almost predict what's going to happen on the news. It's crazy. That's like, the type just, of existence yeah. we're really in right now. And um, like, it's kind of you know. like a groundhog day situation. Like you're just, yeah. Like you said, just the day is repeating itself. Just stuck in a time loop. Yeah. And I, you know, it's so crazy. 
I could resonate so hard with what you were saying about staying up late. Like I find myself sometimes staying up to like three a.m., three four a.m. And you know, like I I don't ever blame anybody for staying up late because I know my oldest brother. He he's personally one of the guys who stays up extremely late to be extremely productive. And you know, for me, like. I, I don't know if, like, I consider gaming. Like, I've been doing, obviously, this whole notion of Twitch streaming. And obviously, everybody knows I'm a technician, so I'm into my tech and I'm a hobbyist into my PC. But I've been focusing more on that and trying to improve my experience as a streamer and in just hopes of just seeing where it can go. Because, like, people have been watching, and I do thank everybody who's been tuning in. Shout out to everybody who's been tuning into my stream. Um, but going ahead and improving that and just seeing where that can go into the late nights, it's just very irregular of me. Like I'm used to always going to bed by 12 a.m. Like me and wifey were usually, she's usually in bed by like 11. I usually pop in an hour later um, so that I can get up by 6, 5 a.m. And you know, some days yeah. my body, like I might fall asleep one or two and then I'll still try and push it five, six o'clock. My body's gonna pop up because that's just who I am. Um, right. You know, realistically, sleep until 9, 30, 10 o'clock is just not who I am. So this is very strange. Like the fact that, this event has now had that effect on me. You understand? I get it. You know, it's like, it's, it's just so odd. Like I, I really, I don't even know how to like, for me personally to accurately describe like how deeply it affects me. Like it's, it's weird. Like it's like some days, like I, I just, you know, like you, you try to find to do something like we will start to do shit on Saturdays now so that we know like, OK, we want our weekends to feel different than the weekdays because we're doing the same thing like every day. So it's like mm. if you it, you just forget about a lot of stuff like doing the same thing every day. I think that's how it affects me. And like, I don't like forgetting things like I like to, con you know, like remember a lot because it obviously helps me in everyday life. So it feels weird that like details that i normally remember i'm just like simply forgetting because i'm like I, I don't even know what the fuck is going on like i can't remember that because i have no idea how long it's been like ruthie yeah. told me the other day and she's like it's been a month since we've been inside i'm like huh well i'm like that is what a month excuse I'm like, me this is about like six months <laughs> like so, what that's crazy yeah no i and honestly even shine said the same thing like you know this week Obviously, you know, obviously nobody knows, but we were supposed to be on vacation. We were supposed to be literally preparing to go on vacation this week. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. And it's like, oh, man, like the fact that just this event has just taken and deprived of, of our natural liberties. It's just so crazy. It's so, so tough. And I just can't wait for it to be over. Honestly, at this so point, tough. cannot yeah. wait for it to be over. So speaking of that, um, but I guess like speaking of I that, think yeah, we both right? agree. <laughs> Yeah, we both agree that that this should summer's done. I think summer's done. Yeah, pretty. I think pretty much. I don't want to be grim, guys, but I think at this point, it's just one of the situations where, like, I don't even want to say like like people are getting affected from being outside or in contact anymore. It's just like the spread. Um, was the spread? You know what I mean? It was a massive spread at one point. We got overwhelmed. A lot of people are dying, and you know, it's at a point where it's just okay, we don't know who's infected. Not everybody's being tested, you know? So how do we expand testing to everyone who not necessarily was in contact with everybody? Like we realistically should test everybody. It gotta be a thing where, okay, everybody gotta go to a GP. It should be like almost like a general checkup that everybody gotta mm -hmm. kind of get checked for coronavirus right now because, you know, you really wanna know just, okay, what's the possible levels of exposure if you have to reopen the economy? Now, like, you know, I know we both talk, talk, spoke prior to this saying that we weren't going to get too political, but um, 
you know, I know like they're talking about, okay, hey, they want to reopen the economy. Now, I don't, I don't want to, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like when you consider the fact that people might like the possible levels of exposure, but I kind of understand the economic strain, like realistically, can they really keep it closed forever? Like our, our economy is fucked up and evil. We understand that already. Capitalism is shit. Um, the thing is, they need to run at all times or else everything falls apart because of the 1%. Like, they're literally going to let us die. Like, that that's literally yeah. what's going to happen eventually. We will all fade away. So I just really think, like, you know, that that's just something, unfortunately, that the, the nation got to tackle as a whole. And I just hope that every we can figure it out, leadership-wise. I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's a struggle. And yeah. quite honestly, like, no that would be the dumbest thing they can do and it's just crazy that people are sitting here like the economy's already in the shit like it's it's been in the shit for a long time and people judging you know great stocks going up but you compare it to unemployment percentages like that should not there's no way you should say it's a good day for the economy when fucking 30 million people or so are on like an unemployment or some shit or have applied for unemployment like and it's just crazy to say that we have to have economic viability over human lives because guess what if we all die the economy's gonna be shit because everyone's dead you can't buy shit exactly why the hell would you you're basically risking all the consumers you want Mm -hmm. people to temporarily buy shit to then die to then not buy shit and you're left Mm -hmm. with the same fucking thing you don't think uh uh you know, if, uh, I don't know, 10,000 people died from coronavirus, that wouldn't impact everything negatively. Mm. And you're trying to act like, you know, or, you know, trying to push through it and say, well, we got to keep people out there for economic viability. If everyone's dead, no one has money to make the economy go. So this is the safest thing you could do. The safest thing you could do is inject more people with money. You have the mm. funds to do so. You want people to not die and be able to have economic viability, then them, you need more stimulus packages. Should have did what <laughs> Canada did, say AK. Mm-hmm. four months boom yeah. two g's realistically that, that would, yeah boom people would buy they would buy the shit they need people could pay their rent boom 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 so people are still making payments while being safe at home mm, exactly wow. and i i agree that I, like yeah. yeah that 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 honestly makes the most sense like i mean realistically you think about the 1200 that they gave us that shit didn't go to nothing but bullshit a lot of people bought bullshit with that let's just be entirely honest a lot of people are gonna buy bullshit and then some people are gonna use it for realistic things and realistic needs obviously i'm not gonna sit yeah. here and, and loop everybody into one group or another but i can tell you that when i was at micro center i, I mean personally i didn't use my 1200 on that thankfully I still have a job, a job, and that's another conversation we, we're gonna have. But I, I still have a job, and I'm still working remotely, so I'm still getting paid. I can still like shop freely, and I haven't been directly severely affected, and that's a blessing. But when you consider like, I was at Micro Center, and I, you know, I seen people like joking about it. Like I, you could hear people joking about it. Like, oh yeah, no, nah, I just got that twelve hundred. I'm just blowing it right now, and it's kids. It's like, you know, it's young adults. I felt bad actually. I was like, shit, man. I, I, it, it's just crazy that. This is just really where we're at. Like, you know, people just using it on whatever. You know, people didn't need it. You know what I'm saying? Some people didn't need it, but some people really, really do. And, um, you know, I think just like you said, if they take just multiple injections of that money and like they, I guess, you know, you know, obviously that's the moral side. I, I don't want to like stutter too much over myself, but that's the moral side of it. When you look at the economic side of it, though. You're right. If you keep giving people those injections of the 1200, people are just going to literally go out and throw it right back into the economy. Like people aren't going to like use it for anything else but stimulating the economy. So, I mean, if you guys continue to give us the money, I think it's just going to go back. 
Like I, I don't see the negative. I don't. I really don't. They have the money. It's you're a, right. They, they're coming up with two on, trillions of dollars and gazillions out of nowhere to, to bail out to people that we're, we're doing the same shit over again. You know, remember exactly. the trickle down theory that we learned in high school that we tried this shit before we, mm-hmm. you know, back in the twenties or thirties, I don't remember when it was. What is it? We, trickle did, down we did the same economics, right? Yeah. To jumpstart the economy. They did the same thing. They, they fucking gave money to the damn corporations and they, you know, corporations like, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll get the economy going, thinking mm-hmm. that that money would trickle down to the average worker. And instead, those people just hoarded that wealth that they were given. Exactly. You but don't ever give it to the it. 1%. You keep giving it to the they just, they, business they owners. They're rich, bro. They're rich already. They're already rich. You think they're going to spend? No. Oh, If you have $30 million, you think I'm spending all of that? And I already spent, you know, or I already made a hundred and uh, whatever million dollars previously in my life so now you give me another 30 million think i'm gonna spend that no i already got everything i wanted what is is there for me to do business owners only really the the reason why business owners need run into the need of having that money is because they they need to get the money from the government to pay off the debt to the their workers and shit like that it's not because they're struggling in their house so they got some severe bills that they got to worry about like their bank account is probably still pretty padded and things like that but they don't have enough money to pay off their workers and all the things to meet their their month-to-month costs, their weekly expenses and things like that. You don't want to sit there and give those people money because they're not gonna make the right decisions. That's just the point. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you need to, as a as a business owner sometimes, and if you're in a, a field of employing people, like yo, you need to make sure they're good, like insurance-wise, for like months, bro. Like in case of yep. some crazy emergency that can take uh, an employee out for like six months at a time. That shit is realistic. That happens. That is a real thing. People get sick and, you know, they're out for like two to three months. Like I've had that happen to coworkers where one, I don't even know, he was getting all these crazy type of infections in his body, bro. And he he lost so much weight. He was out for three months, bro. My Jesus. job at least was able to pay for him um, and just keep him on the payroll. And it was just kind of like close hush. Like, but that's what it is. Like, that's how jobs should be able to take care of their employees in, in times like this. The fact that that's just not the case. I mean, it's... It's sad. And, you know, you can't continue to put those people in positions of power. Like, you got some of them that are doing the right thing, but not all of them are. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's yeah. a very tough situation. It's depressing, man. That, those things that just make damn. you take a nice, deep sigh after. It's like, yo, right, like, you're really oh. just depressed. Like, bro, really? Because, you know, this it's so is- crazy. Like, the other night, I was just trying to go to the deli, son. Like, yeah. just randomly, I, I walked out the house and... You know, I'm not even a lie. Anytime I'm walking around in my neighborhood, personally, I don't feel too safe in, at night because it's one a whiter neighborhood. Um, as a black man in America, anybody should understand that. Um, but <laughs> no, we're not anybody. I don't want to say that. No, none of y'all niggas yeah. understand. Yeah, you only black. You <laughs> really understand. But um, so I'm walking through the neighborhood, but it's like pin drop quiet now. Like you know, with nobody or nobody on the streets or nothing really going on. There's nobody really outside. So I'm walking. I walk over to the deli and I realize, boom, that shit is closed. Or like some days they're open, but some days they're not. And I just get, depends on, I guess, how many people are coming by that day. Yeah. You know, the fact that that is all business now, like everywhere on Staten Island, it doesn't matter at any time of the day. Like, I, yo, every single weekend, I don't know about you, dude. I've been having the craziest crave for Chinese food. Is Chinese food still open by oh you? Oh my, no, bro. Oh no. my <laughs> It's not so, open. It's not Yo, so bro. me and Ruthie were talking about this yesterday. I was like, Yo. bro, I can't get no Chinese food. That's all I fucking want. That's all I eat. I, I, 100% uh, genuinely, that's all I eat. Yeah, I love Chinese and Asian food. food. Yes. Oh, my bro, God. Sushi. 
Goddamn, you know, I could get the authentic um, Chinese duck with the white rice, or I could mm. go get the fucking fried chicken and pork fried rice joints, mm. you know? Like, all that shit is good to me. We have pho by us. We can get yeah. legit pho. We can get legit sushi. Like, that's that's all I eat, in all honesty. So this is, like, killing me. Yeah, it's a devastating blow. Yeah, bro, oh, my God. I just hate sushi, how Chinese shit, you know, food, ramen. Oh, my God. So I hate how the situation is, you know, racism has affected Asian Americans and Asian businesses. People are yeah. like, oh, they're going to give me Corona. And now, like, these places are fucking... Hope, I hope they're not shut down forever. Yeah, because some of them might not recover. I feel so yeah. hard. I feel so hurt for these people. Like it's just like they re- really may never recover. When you really think about it, like I'm really looking at certain businesses. I've noticed that they're taking even their names off of of the the, the buildings. They're taking the names off of it, and that yeah. usually just indicates signs of closure. Like yo, they're not coming yeah. back. It's not about yo, we're temporary closing. We ain't ever coming back. That shit just hurts. It hurts. Because I trust me, I was one of those ones that literally, I'm not going to lie, over the last month, I was eating Chinese food like at least two, one to two times a week. I was yeah. really trying my hardest to keep some of the, my favorites open. And it really just sucks. It sucks that they're not, they're not open. Right. Oh, that's yeah. that shit is, Damn, man. No Chinese. <laughs> oh, man. Craving it so much. No boy, good eats, bro. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So let's get into... The heavy topics for today. Um, what do you What do you want to talk about first? Um, I guess yeah. Where you want to start? I mean, obviously today we're recording on four twenty. Um, I mean, obviously we got the last doc that documentary that aired last night on Sunday. Uh, you know, Babyface Teddy Riley last week, <laughs> and uh, just a whole bunch of different things that we could talk about. What do you feel like starting? You know what? Let's get into that MJ because I miss basketball. MJ. Facts. Let's start with the NBA. NBA was really, yeah. really, it was really heartwarming <laughs> to re- return yesterday in the form that it did. Unfortunately, through a documentary, watching the clips that we watched, but that shit was, it was lit. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed it. I, it, it, I was enveloped like you were, like we were talking earlier. Like it, it definitely like captivated me. Like it took a little bit and I was like, oh, right, I see what they're doing here. Mm. And I was just like, damn, this is, this is like a good format. And like, just, I don't know, everything about it is like obviously well produced, but also like, I'm sitting there like, Dan, do I give a fuck about Michael Jordan as a human being now? What the hell mm. is this? <laughs> yeah, no. <nah, laughs> like, now, nah, where it I'm makes like, you look at like the, just the different side of Michael Jordan overall, and I, yeah. you know, I've never. Well, I don't want to say I've never. Maybe my my memory might be failing me today, but um, like I don't know if I've watched any of the other thirty for thirty documentaries, and I I've heard them all to be extremely good. Like I don't want it to be a yeah. shot at any of them, but I just haven't gotten the time to sit down to watch much television ever, really. I got to do that pretty much through this time. And um, the way it was just produced, and I mean, you know, you could just tell, like, people actually really wanted to give their full, like, wholehearted opinion on just everything about this topic. The last dance, that final year, the early years of Jordan, you know, just Jordan overall. And, like, you know, I found myself on a Jordan wormhole, like, right after the the episodes, like, I was just, like, looking up mad shit on Michael Jordan. And, you know, just like you said, and I was like, you know, damn, I actually care about Michael Jordan as a person. Like, I feel like, yeah, he was that mythical godlike figure that was a, a hooper, but that was it. Like, I didn't really, like, care for him more yeah. than that past that. It was, we were in that generation that just, you know, we really didn't get to see. And so mm-hmm. we can't necessarily appreciate him like previous generations uh, can appreciate him the way we appreciate LeBron. You know, like LeBron is the legend that we see and grew up with. Like we saw him become great. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to understand somebody's greatness if you didn't get to see those moments like in real time saying like, holy shit. Like imagine like we see the highlights and you're like, damn, like he's nice. But imagine seeing that shit live like, oh, my God, this is a real human doing this. 
yeah like, no, like, you, like you said incredible. already he's, he's been deified so like you see it and you're like okay that's michael jordan but imagine seeing that shit live bro i would have been yelling yeah no i would have lost my mind imagine what like seeing like just michael jordan flying through the air you know dunking on people spinning on people step back post work you know footwork just immaculate handle can like lock you up on the other side like it just looked unreal like when you watched it and how well they mastered the, the video quality and and shout out to espn they did a really good job holding down the stream because i was watching it from stream that was the first time i think all year like it don't matter during the stream game NBA finals. yeah the stream did not fail like shout out espn i hope maybe i was the only i don't know if i was the only one that was experiencing it that way but you know it, it definitely did a good job um, but it, it just is just a really different feel, like just watching it through that lens. Because I feel like all I've seen from Michael Jordan, honestly, is Space Jam, and I think I would say, you know, his Wizards years. And you know, you see the highlight clips of the Bulls games, but you watch it in the poor YouTube quality. Unfortunately, that's really mm. the only replays you can see. But they were really showing some high. It, it was like very HD mastered versions of those clips. That yeah, like know, they yeah. found the source material. Like, they found the source how, material. Found yeah, the source. like some true film like source material from like that that nineteen eighties nineteen nineties era. Like it was just yeah. true OG quality camera. They got that shit, and it was just the vault. Yo, throw it on the reel. Let's record it. I don't know how they did it, but they did it really really well. Yeah. And um, you know, it just definitely let, leads me to just. Wanting to learn more. Like, I can't wait for episodes three. I got to rewatch two because I'll, I'll admit it, I did stop episode two to go watch Insecure with Whitey. So I do got to go follow <laughs> up on um, the rest oh. of episode two. But I did watch episode one and, you know, I was hooked, man. I was I was just like, I couldn't even play COD. I had to turn off COD and I was just staring the whole time. I was watching episode one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And this is... I don't even know what the fuck else. I know the next two are going to be more about Rodman and I'm assuming the bad boys Pistons. Speaking of that, there is a 30 for 30 about the bad boys. Definitely yeah, I want to watch that. Way. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. That's really good because you get, get intimate with that. the team and it just goes over those years that they were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? But yeah, yeah, so like I don't know what else is going to be discussed. So that's why I'm excited because I'm like, okay, cool. Like I know the legacy of Michael Jordan, but like being able to fill in way more crevices. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's cool definitely gonna to be, see, you know. Cool. Yeah, you know, like, like you just said, seeing it, like, like the, that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say like it demystifies like because you know the Bulls team is like, oh my god, they were so great and blah blah blah. But now like pulling that layer back mm-hmm. to kind of get in a lot deeper than I'm, you know, I'm assuming than anything has before. It's just that's really cool to see too. I yeah, like shit like that. Nah, facts. Like, cause you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, di- I don't know too much about Michael Jordan's era, and you know, you, I, you learn more with time. Like with age, I've definitely become more of a a basketball aficionado, I guess, or whatever, if, if that's the word. But like, you, you definitely learn more about like hoops, I guess, in more of a mature way, like as you age. So you know, when you see the whole story about like Jerry Krause, bro, I, I'm thinking like the Bulls just like fell apart. Or, like, that they just got yeah. old and, and broke up. Bro, they pretty much didn't win more titles because Jerry Krause was jealous of their success. Like, talk about a Selena story. Like, it's really incredible, like, how jealousy really can tear apart yeah. people, regardless. Like, it's a story of just on humans. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to, like, use biblical stories. I don't know the names for sure. But, you know, obviously the, the Satan story, yeah. hating on Jesus. And, you know, just, like, <laughs> all... <laughs> 
just you know, just everybody, everybody in general, like the just natural hatred that people and envy that people can have for one another. Like, yeah, dude, like you're not the athlete, but you 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 are the mind. Yes, you put the the pieces together. You made the right moves to draft the players. They do respect you for that. They revere you for that. Let the the analysts revere you for that. But if they're not revering you for that because you're in the midst of witnessing arguably the greatest basketball team mid-run ever and the greatest physical athletes to that point in time in their prime, what is wrong with that? You know, you you really got to like... Yeah. You really gotta check ego, check ego. yourself, and he just he he could not do that, it and it's sad, you know. Like, and I, you know, I I know Twitter was going crazy on him yesterday, and the jokes were hilarious, and you know, you see uh, where they got the inspiration for that dude in um, Space Jam. It's from Jerry Krause. Yo, Blackhammer. Yeah, Blackhammer. <laughs> yeah, like they got it for Jerry Krause, and this is crazy, but you know, I, I do I do want to say rest in peace to dude because he did because he did die in 2017. I looked that up and saw he died in March 21st. 2017 rest in peace to do it, it, it unfortunately yeah. comes off as an asshole-ish type thing that he he was doing but he did do i obviously still like hats off to him and salute to him he put together one hell of a team like you really gotta yeah. respect him yeah, as, as a gm yeah he, he did the thing uh, but i'm not gonna lie that shit that he said to uh phil jackson saying yo bro i don't care if you go 82 and oh this season this yeah like last what year. Yo, you are I'm an like, yo, asshole, suck my man. Suck suck my my dick. dick, boy. Yo, suck my dick. Left hand suck. Yo, real New York City <laughs> shit. Yo, I go crazy on him. Like, what? Yeah, I was yo. like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, who do you think you are? Like, yeah, that's like, mad disrespectful. Like, like, what? Come yo, I would have rounded the team up. Like, yo, guess what this motherfucker just said to me? Yo, we're going in his office right now. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, son. Like, that's oh, crazy. man. That's but yeah, it's the person ahead. Yeah. That 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 they, he really broke that team up, but yeah, you know, yeah. it is what it is, I guess. And yeah, and that like they did, you know, who knows how long they would have been able to go. Yeah, I think they would have even really if it was another got the nine year. titles. Now his, I mean, I don't know because you know, obviously they say the the big conspiracy about Jordan. I understand retiring for that one year was like there's a lot of issues with gambling and I, you know, obviously oh, he had the gambling yeah. thing and but I heard too. Yeah. But I, I wonder if it's just like the Bulls thing too, like the GM, you know, he never got along with them. He was able to come back, but you know, who knows how many titles they would have won. I'm thinking at least like eight. And then we're not even having that conversation of who's the greatest of all time. Like yeah. <laughs> we're talking about a second Bill Russell, a dominant, imagine MJ with eight titles straight or something crazy like that. Yeah. He would, he would honestly be a, <laughs> They would they would have a statue of him. They, he would be the new logo. Uh, I mean, there would be there would wouldn't, wouldn't be any question. There would be a whole. That's different, what I'm saying. Like the level, if different time two more rings, it would be different a completely time. different timeline. And like no one would ever say bad about Michael Jordan. No one would ever say anything negative about Michael Jordan. Exactly. Like, ever. Like they would never. No one would ever. People would be like, "Wow, LeBron is the second greatest player of all time." Like no one would ever challenge. Yeah. Any Jordan opinion. And LeBron like, would be so happy. He'd be like, yo, I'm the, I'm the second greatest. <laughs> I'm the second. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, right. You, like, people would just be so excited to be with, considered like just below him. Like, they're like, oh my God, uh, I did it. I, I did, did it. it. I'm the second best player. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, it's everybody's uh, thanking them every time they get an MVP. Like, I just want to thank Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be, I want to thank Michael Jordan for being the number one inspiration to me, pushing me hard to be the <laughs> second best player of all time. I don't ever want to ever tarnish his legacy. 
<laughs> I just want to live up to him. And every, you know, man, there's no question. Everyone's just like, who's your role, uh, role model? Come on. You really got to ask that. Come on, you really got to ask? <laughs> oh, yo, who's better? You MJ? Come on, man. You serious? Come on, talking about the greatest you ever. serious? <laughs> oh, man. MJ would throw up 21 on me and I got zero. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, but he, that, he, I he think... Really, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I did hear about that gambling shit too. I heard it was a lot like um, I heard he I don't know how true this is. I'm probably peddling a serious conspiracy theory, but whatever, it's a joke. If I don't no cease and desist, please. I'm just I just heard this. <laughs> so we got some hot news coming in on the Touch the right, City podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I I'm I'm sure you can find this like pretty easily but someone said that he started uh betting on himself in games or started betting on games that he was participating in Mm. like games he was playing and then like i guess he was making x amount of money or whatever and like the league but he was the poster boy at the time so the league couldn't just outright be like yo mike you're bro mike you're suspended it looked Mm. horrible you know like at the height Mm. of visibility like imagine 91 they were like michael jordan's uh, been suspended for a year for gambling well, like, yeah, what that he would saved an entire yeah. organization. It would be crazy. It would be like the yeah. biggest scandal in sports. He saved the period. organization, like, saved the league, and then you suspend him. What? Right? Yeah. Then you suspend him. People would be like, "No, nah, what the fuck?" People would be going <laughs> crazy, or people would be like, "Michael Jordan, fuck you, criminal!" Like it could have been one or two ways, or maybe a little of both. Mm-hmm. But I heard that instead of that, that they were just like, "Mike, look, we really can't he uh, can't have you playing because of this. Like you did violate whatever league offense." So we are, you know, we could package something like, you know, take a year off and then come back, do something like that. But like, you cannot play in this league right now. They're trying to like clean it up. Wow. So I guess they just told him like, yo, retire, just let this shit disappear and then come back when you're ready. Wow. That's crazy. That's actually a a pretty good, like conspiracy overall. Like that's a pretty good theory. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it, it's true, obviously, but you know, it definitely kind of fits the bidding and, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like overall, it's just it's just crazy. It's a, definitely gonna be one of those what ifs. You know, like looking back. Yeah. You know, what if if MJ um, didn't retire for that one year? But uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, from the documentary, uh, does it pretty much reassure you? I mean, obviously, we only one episode one and two, and you know, we still have the rest of the documentary. How many episodes are there gonna be? I don't even know how many parts are gonna be. Ten. Ten? Oh my goodness! Ten. I cannot so wait. So five times. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Uh, two episodes each time. Oh, okay. So. Pretty much, where where does this leave you with? Okay, MJ being ranked all time after one and two. Does it change it? Have do you have you had him one over LeBron or is any Le, LeBron one over him? Do you have like Kareem, it's, Bill, anybody else like that? Nah, it's it's really Jordan or LeBron for me, and then like Wilt. And then Wilt would probably be like like if I had a one C, if not a definitive two, to mm. be like Wilt. Um, but like it's it's flipped me a little bit. But it's like, you know, I'm I'm trying to, like, separate them as players. But it's like, obviously, accolades, you clearly could say Jordan. But then there's so many to argue against to say with LeBron. Like, it's, it's really hard to, to definitively say. So it's like some days I'll say, you know what, this is why I think LeBron is the greatest player of all time. And it might be something, like, skill set-wise or, like, on an individual level. And for me, Jordan might be like, he had the complete package to do stuff. But, you know, it was the fact that he had X, Y, and Z that makes him better. Or, like, his certain number of years and the stats to back it up or something. Like, you know, how could you possibly shoot like this? Or some some crazy shit. But I think if right now it does. But I think it's also, too, like, I'm just kind of appreciating the legacy. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like I really see, like, 
what went behind the scenes. Kind of like a prisoner of the moment type of feeling. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure like it'll rationalize it out. But maybe it'll just always, you know, have my opinion where I'm I'm teetering back and forth. Yeah, that was me. That was me earlier in uh, Xbox Live Party. I was playing with Tune and um, one of my boys and we were uh, one of his boys and we were all talking about it. And, um, you know, like the conversation came up like, yo, you know, who's better? Like, or, you know, or actually, you know what the conversation went? They were like, yo, after watching that documentary, I know LeBron would average like 50, 15, and 10 in that era. And I said, yo, hold on. Like, that's crazy. Like, mm. I actually feel the entirely opposite way. Like, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying LeBron wouldn't average what he's averaging because LeBron is a 27, 10, and 10 guy career wise. You know pretty what? Much. That's, but I'm sorry, go, that, go ahead. That, I was just going to say, that's, that's how I feel. Like, you know what it made me realize? Like, why I was like, okay, you know what? There, I see why they're like one A and one B. You know what it is? It's like when you watch LeBron, it's like you're watching somebody like be really good at basketball at such a high level. Like you know they're that good, or mm-hmm. they know they're this good. But it's like in Jordan, it feels like you know how people say, "Oh, LeBron, you could put LeBron in that era. He could do X, Y, and Z." But it like for me, it feels like Jordan was like twenty years ahead of his time, mm-hmm. meaning that he would excel in today's league. Yeah, like Bro, yeah. look at Kawhi Leonard. I know, yeah. honesty, like. Outside of Kobe, like Kawhi Leonard and Kobe are literally, if you plug Jordan into fucking today's league, mm-hmm. and look how well they did. Exactly, like, pretty much. Exactly. Well I, honestly, I love that comparison, and pretty much even when you think about Kawhi, and I don't want to sit here and say I'm, I'm not saying Kawhi is Jordan, guys. I do not want to say that to anybody. I don't even think you were trying to make that comparison to even. Yeah, Kobe but he's like I, a baby Jordan. He's like, baby I see like, like them in ways. Baby. Exactly. He has yeah. a lot of their tendencies because you even look at the notion and a lot of the 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 points that they were talking about. Bro, Jordan came into college. He wasn't the best player on the team. Literally within two games, or was it two weeks, the dude said, the dude became the yeah. best player on his team. It was like he was like a sponge, bro. He, he could master everything that was around him. Anything that was given to him and anything he saw, he was able to absorb it, apply it in game with, with skill, precision, and it was like masterful, bro. By the time he yeah, came... Yeah, like he, he, he learned it for 80 years already before. Like exactly. always known over. Dude, it was just like he was naturally wise. And Kobe was the same way. Like, when you look at the Kobe clips, they were both the same way. And Kawhi, like, when you look at the progression, bro, like, when he was... Like, when he won the finals MVP at his age, and then two years later, bro, he was dropping, like, 40, beating the hell out of the Golden State Warriors until he got injured by Zaza Pachulia. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Won like, a you, chip. Yeah, another he won a chip, chip on his own. And then he won another chip on his own on Toronto. So, like, you see the growth. Like, you see that level of, okay, he sees what's going on around him. He's able to absorb it, apply it to his game, and just progressively get better exponentially, though. It's not like anybody else. Like, Kobe was doing that, getting better exponentially. You know, from rookie season to sophomore season, just became a superstar. MJ came yeah. into the league, the best player in the league. That's what the league players were saying. That's incredible. Yeah. Like that's I came in and people were like, "Oh shit, this is like, the best wow. player okay. on the team." <laughs> and then like people were like, well, "I don't know if he'd be that nice." Everyone's trying to talk about, "Oh, I didn't think he's he's gonna have a hard time if he thinks he could help out at his size." And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just started dropping everybody. Yeah, like Sidney Moncrief. He what he said? He said like from and he was like one of the better defensive players in the league, one of the best players. I think he was defensive he, player. He of the just year. came off a deep boy. Yeah, yeah. Just came and off a he said, boy. "Bro, like he seen him and he said, oh no, this one is different.'" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh shit, dude, flying through the edge." It's like, God, yeah, like, they're like, "What the fuck?" Right? <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, you know, imagine you looking like, oh, you guarding him, but you turn to the side real quick to take a look at somebody else. And you turn back, he's already in the air. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, and that's, that's what I that they were reacting and, to. Him. And that's just ultimately my point on just where I have MJ ranked all time right now. Like, because I really do feel like there was a point where I was saying LeBron was number one, and I'm not even going to say and argue that. But I do think MJ kind of did recapture that place for me because when I look at the time and I consider this, everybody says M- LBJ versus MJ. First off, let's say that's to me that's realistically only two scenarios you can put them in mj versus lebron james in his era or mj and mj versus lebron james in our era now if you're putting them in both one era or the other you got to apply all that aspects when you consider okay mj playing a lot leaner he he didn't need a lot more weight on him and need to be a lot more cut because the um at least before the bad boys you know, the physicality wasn't really there. So he was just really about his speed, agility, the quickness, explosiveness, and athleticism. You know, LeBron yeah. James would probably have to play similar to that. So LeBron, you know, you consider him when he was on the Cavs. Look how small he was. He didn't have to bulk up. He bulked up after his freshman year and, and became a, a titan in coming into his sophomore year because of, <laughs> you know, obviously the physicality. The right of, yeah, he became like a titan after his freshman, freshman year in the league because of the physicality of the game. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you take those aspects away and then say, all right, LeBron, all right, maybe you're just a leaner, more like MJ-like player. You, you're not really playing physically. You know, you, you have to play with more skill. You know, like, how does that change your game? You know what I mean? How does that change how you 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 want to play your game? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know you're pass first. You're not yeah. you're a scorer, though. You can play with physicality. You know, do you still dominate the 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 older era though where they can play physical with you when you run into yeah. the, the um you know what it is I think good. they're they're so they're both of them are so good that I, they're both adapters they adapted right. in different ways but like I look at how LeBron responded to like how he had to learn shit like remember people are like oh he needs to learn post game or you know he he decided to work on his post game now he's one of the fucking best post players in the damn game. Um, he needed to work on threes. Started shooting threes at a decent clip, and we're talking like year thirteen, year fourteen. Yeah, like started. And Jordan did you know the same shit. Like, that's a very, up. very good he point. Up. Yeah, that's a so very, they very both good point. Adapt. Like, they have, a, I honestly um, believe yeah. Jordan. If they if plugged him in today's league and they told him like you know you need to hit your threes at like at least thirty seven percent, I'll fucking make it forty. He's gonna make it forty. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, and start fucking splashing threes. Like, I firmly believe he would learn whatever needed to get done. Yeah. that's how he was before. Whatever he needed to get done, once he learned, like, I need to do this to, to improve and would go and do that. Yeah. No, I, like I entirely agree. He all facets of his game. Yeah. To, like, incre- incredible levels. Like, oh, the at the very least, like, you were the best on the floor if you wanted to do that. Like, if you, like, both of them, like, LeBron's the same way. If LeBron wants to, LeBron is already, like, the best person on the floor. But, like, if LeBron said... I'm about to be the best rebounder on this floor. He's the best. They rebounder. can do some shit like that. Yeah, yeah he's the best rebounder on the floor. Mm. If it's like they they can impose their will on the game like so heavily, like that's yeah. what makes him like. That shit was really crazy. Yeah, like I guess that that's a really good point, and that's why I guess like my my thing is I don't really like to compare them. Like, and I think that is going to be my thing. Like from now on, I think I'm just going to make all team. Like when you talk about, I'm okay. just gonna say, you know what? If you tell me, oh, it's LeBron, or you tell me Mike, I'll be like, you know what? That's I'm fine with both. Like I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna say no to. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna like. And I guess you know that's another way you can put it out. But I'm just gonna say, yo, look, they're two different positions, bro. Jordan is the greatest two guard ever. LeBron is the greatest three three ever. Small forward ever. Like, and that's the only way I'm putting it. Like this, I can't put it any other way. 
because when you compare the two, it just overcomplicates things. They're just two different. I mean, skillfully, when you want to talk about skill, it, it still gets complicated because look at LeBron. Like, you made a really good argument for him right now in year 16 or whatever. This dude is is one of the best shooters in the league, and he is a sniper. He's a great point guard. He can assist the Rock better better than Jordan ever could. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not even close. He was leading the league in assists, if I yeah. remember correctly, before yeah. they shut it down. Yeah, he, he was In leading. year 17. Uh, what? In year 17, he's for leading the league in assists. It's just crazy when you consider it. Like, you can't really compare them. So that's why I'm just like, all right. Like, LeBron is really, like, a different breed. And he's bigger, man. He has that steroid. That is a steroid in itself. He's a larger dude that has all the abilities of Jordan. So, yeah, it, it unfortunately works in his favor every single time. So, yeah. I, I don't want to compare him. But I do know that when Jordan – Jordan struck fear in people that – I'm sorry. I, I just don't know if LeBron – I can say LeBron did. And then my eye test is just – Okay, LeBron fit skill wise and like talent wise, it looks like okay, this is a Jordan, but all right, when you consider the competition and then the rules, the physicality, how he was being played, check yeah. things like that. What like is it different? Like we're talking about people. Did you see the pictures that people were posting in preview of the episode three of how the bad boys used to destroy Jordan? Like they used to yeah. try and kill him. Like it was. It was pretty bad. So I'm saying, like, chop his shit down. You, like, come on, son. If that was happening to LeBron every single time he was going to the hole, I mean, come on, man. We just don't know. If, if LeBron you know got crazy, injured, though? we just like, don't know. Like, you know what's crazy? Like, Bron doesn't... If you watch, a lot of times, like, Bron actually does get fouled, but he just powers through that shit. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I saying. think people do try to slap his shit around, and he kind of just, like, I'm going to move you. Because mm-hmm. he, he probably should get a fair amount of calls, like... Jordan did get a lot of calls, but I think people who have like a finesse, like if you're smaller, I think you're more acrobatic. Like not to say LeBron isn't, but I feel like you can do more where it's like you can make a motion or, you know, if you can extend out, like you can do things to manipulate your body that at the very least you can see that you're getting fouled. Yeah. I think, you know, like you're not just rushing at all. I think like, my thing with fouling, there's an art, you know, you got to know how to sell it, obviously. No, of course. And I, I think, you know, overall, just like you said, his I mean, his ability to sell it to me though, if you can if you put him in the old era, is it, it won't apply though, because I feel like they weren't giving crazy calls like that. They were giving calls for yeah. crazy fouls. But you know, like to me, if you were getting elbow shot to the face, like all right, you would get a, a free throw. Yeah. Like it would be a flagrant and the dude would probably still be in the game. Like that's the craziest thing. So, like, how would LeBron survive that? That's like my thing. Like how would he survive what, that consistently, night in, night out? You know, with more games, you, less games off, no load management. Yeah. Like it's a different era. Like I, I don't think people consider all of it. I think the the biggest thing about that would be that you would have to take LeBron out of position. You would have to make him a four mm-hmm. and watch him fuck. And that's what I said. Four. I said the same thing. I said LeBron would probably play more like a four if he was in that era. He would be the best. And then ever, at a four, it would be like incredible. Like they, nobody would. It, it would be such a mismatch. But I think the one of the bigger things too is that they didn't zone really back then. Mm-hmm. And Jordan has said himself, like you know, zone might have given me a little bit of problems. Mm-hmm. So adapting to the way defenses play now might have slowed Jordan down in the same vein that more physical play could have maybe slowed LeBron down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that it kind of balances out. Like, not to say that Jordan would be like, oh my God, he's shit in this new, but I think the adaptation or like certain shit he was able to get away with is because you're getting isolated on the block most of the time. You know, yeah, like, like you're going to get help defense, but I'll, nobody's like switching and doing all this crazy shit now mm-hmm. the way they do it now. Yeah, no, that is true. And, and he, he, exactly. That's actually was like my second conversation. I love that we kind of like already rolled into that. Is just the whole notion of just, you know, that physical era, the physical game versus, you know, our era, which is the more modern skill, more modern era, the more skilled athletes, they're more physically gifted. They might not be as physically like imposing on each other, but they're physically more gifted. Like everybody is a high flyer, can dunk, you know, can pretty much get to the rim at will from the one guard position or the two guard position. The yeah. three guards are all the best players in the game pretty much. I mean, I said, yeah, the three guard forward, point forward. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much everything. The forwards, yeah. yeah the, the, forwards. The, the threes are definitely the best at the moment. Yeah, so it's it's just, you know, when you look at that that old era versus the modern era, I feel like we they both have their strengths. And I think LeBron and Michael Jordan, um, respectively, would both be able to exploit, like, the errors in their own respective ways. You know what I mean? They, they would be able yeah. to just show what they could do. But, you know, I, I don't know. I really do think that uh, LeBron does have some work to do, though. I, I'm not going to lie. Three titles, I don't know if I can say, bro, this dude is the best ever. I think it, it you know, it's it's such a, you know, the, the cases are different. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's more of like Jordan was so good, but needed obviously pieces to 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 get somewhere. And then once you got there, he never stopped being there. As opposed to like, Bron is just constantly like running up against the wall every time but it's like the fact that he gets as far as he does with that Mm -hmm. is what's crazy like on an individual level like he just imposes or affects the game like so much so i guess because he's more pass oriented like he's a point guard like he he does you know what it is like jordan imposes his will and he's like all right this guy in front of me like i don't give a fuck who it is i'm gonna get to the basket somehow Mm-hmm. But Braun will like manipulate the game. Like, nah, nah, nah. I need this. I need this uh, screen with this guy because I want him to defend me. Like, he's gonna switch it up and change the layout for himself to say, okay, this is how I can best make this happen. Yeah, I'm gonna dictate how it. Like, he's he's like a floor general. Nah, he is. So he's it's the like the way man. they impose the game is just crazy. Like, one is more like Jordan's just like incredibly athletic. And not to say LeBron isn't, but like LeBron, like. I don't know. It's something about his mind. Yeah, LeBron is a tactician. Like, Jordan yeah. is an enforcer. He physically will enforce yeah. his will in the game versus, like, LeBron. That will do that if he needs to because he physically has the frame to do it. But tactically, yeah. he, he prefers to do it. He can tactically destroy you and, and, and absolutely win games, like, straight using his mind. And that's how he likes to, to play basketball, you know? And I that thing that would be points for them too in that time. Mm-hmm. If yo Braun in the nineties as a tactician, like a guy that's smart playing the four or whatever, reading passing lanes like that, people are like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. But then Jordan <laughs> having that wild fucking enforcer mentality, like I'm just running through you. I don't give a shit yeah. what is going on. Like the way they we play defense now, people would just be like, I'm gonna just step to the side. Mm-hmm. I'm not running in front of that. Yeah, they're gonna see so Jordan flying from like the three point yeah. line. Like, excuse me. 
They all gonna be staring like so I'm not I'm trying to be on no highlight rule. I don't want to be on nobody's um Twitter. Or so Bush. I feel like he could have the lane open. Yo, he might just be driving crazy. Yeah, man. like he might be like well, <laughs> easily be the best finisher in the league still. Yeah, like, knowing that. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, son, don't play with me. Don't play with Jordan, bro. That's what I be saying. People, I think, kind of yeah. just have like um. They have like a little bit of a weird idea of what Jordan used to be, and I just don't know why. Like to me, like you know, watch this documentary, really take it in, because um, you know, he he definitely That's just history. He, it's history, yes, yeah, it's, it's good for history. If you like watching history, or if you yeah. you're not into history but you like basketball, this is good history that you should learn about in 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 life. Period. But good, it's literally relates to basketball, so it's something that. Is interesting to you the same way I like World War II history and shit like that. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I meant to say it's history, like history tends to like build an image for you. Oh. So, like, the way people remember Jordan, like, think about, I wonder how it's going to be for LeBron. Mm -hmm. Like, how people are going to leave off, like, what's his legacy? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, LeBron, like, when they do something like this for LeBron, it's going to be a lot of the same, the drama, a lot of LeBron, LeBron, the, yeah, obviously the decision, the dominance that came after the decision. Um, you know, hopefully if he gets more titles, I think, you know, any more titles that he gets his trying to cement his legacy, chasing the MJ shadow. And I think just the comparisons to Jordan, because his ultimate flaw is unfortunately, like you said, like, I just think his, or I, I don't even know if, if it's like you said, but I think his, a bit, like, just desire to not necessarily, like, want to take the challenge 100% on his own. Like, cause I'm not gonna lie. Like, I always say, all right, you know, he he left when he left Cleveland. Like, what if he just stayed in Cleveland, bro? Like, you just stayed in Cleveland. You never left, and and eventually you got somebody, and you did win in Cleveland, and just won, similar to how Jordan won, but maybe just multiple, like one, two, and three. Yeah, like you don't even know, bro. He could have maybe he wins like three or four or five in Cleveland or something like that. Like, he just doesn't really know how his his time would have went because he thinks about it. that is because he he really was trying to like get shit i for like the from what i remember is like the last two or three years he was like i need people i need people yeah thank you like, yeah 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 and then would get like some bullshit mm-hmm. and he's bronze just like what are you doing dude like come on yeah. like i i need this fucking help and he's just like i don't know kept ducking him or whatever trying to figure it out i remember i don't know if it was 07 yeah. or 08 nah, yeah they were talking about that kobe Braun trade yeah no nah, i remember like, i remember i remember it clearly i just what? think I like I think my personal opinion on this one is just I think regardless of all of that yo if you stayed put cuz like I think they were probably try, trying but at the same time it is Cleveland Ohio like we're in this era you know look at that they were able to get Kyrie Kevin Love they were able to get all those stars to pretty much come and play with LeBron because he's LeBron James that eventually was going to happen regardless of what was going on in the league the Celtics were going to become the Celtics I think even the year he left lost to the Celtics, I think the next year they would have beat the Celtics, to be entirely honest. Like, eventually they were going to beat that team because the Celtics were getting old. They weren't going to be um, young forever. And I think, like, like Jordan, like Jordan wasn't impatient. Like, unfortunately, he waited for the Celtics, the Lakers, you know, even the Pistons. They had to get younger. I mean, I said younger, older. And pretty much they had to also become older and get more experience to be able to defeat them. That's just the, I guess, the passage of right. I, I guess say, just right really, but like if you look at that team, 
Like, if you look at Jordan's team, the way you looked at the early bronze team, Braun absolutely had no second person. Mm-hmm. Those entire years before he left. Yeah, like, I feel like that's similar to Jordan. Like, Jordan was just a one-man yeah, band. Then Jordan did get help, though. But Jordan got help within, I believe, like a season or two. That was. Like, yeah, I think it was still, like, his second or third year. Yeah. The, the first, what was the first year they went to the playoffs? Let me, see, yeah. Let me double check, actually. That's a good point, because he started in 87, and you got Jordan... Started in in playing career. I'm gonna check this. I don't even know why it's not showing up here. Like the other place, inconsistency. So eighty four. So three years. So three years. Bron had nobody after what? Like was it nine years? <laughs> or like oh three to two thousand ten? Seven years. I mean, yeah. So I get why he fucking left. A little tough. Yeah. Like that was just incompetence. Like you, you got at the very least satisfy like your best player. Yeah, I understand. I, I, like that shit. one's tough. Like I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like glancing at that. Like, it's tough though. It is. It's super fucking tough. I'm, I'm thinking though, if they did get someone, if he got one person and won one title, instantly he puts Cleveland on the map and changes how Cleveland is perceived. Period. Even from now, because I feel like even after he went back. You could tell it was just okay. The LeBron band is coming to town. It's not like Cleveland isn't attractive. It's more because LeBron is there. Like if LeBron was there and then brought everybody there, like similar to how Chicago, like I feel like Chicago became Chicago after Jordan. It, like that literally is Chicago's story. Like Chicago is the shit because of Jordan. That's how I know yeah. of Chicago. Um, even basketball city wise, like you know. The fact that the Bulls were even hot when Derrick Rose were there and, you know, the people that the big name agents that have been there over the years and tried to play there over the years. You know, it's because Jordan made Chicago Chicago. Like, I feel like the Cavs will never get that experience ever. It don't even matter. After even having Kyrie and winning titles with with the Cavs, which is incredible. With the because you only win one, and also like at the very least, they call Chicago the second city, so it is a, a, a legit city, and it does have multiple sports, mm-hmm. and it's it, like because it's valid as a city, and then the, the the basketball team gets good, like it's gonna naturally be popping, as opposed to Cleveland is not a popping city, so like it's not gonna be the same way, like no matter how good they are, like it's still a small town, so it's never gonna liven up the way like it livens up a big city. Yeah. Like, the Knicks suck, and people still go to their games. Bro, if the Knicks suddenly won three rings in a row, this city would be on fire. I'm trying to think. There's no, like, whack cities that have... Well, yeah, I guess that's... That that's is, the big that thing about the tiny market. Yeah, tiny market. That's why it's it it just, no, no matter how many titles they win, the city will just... Nobody, yeah. nobody gives a fuck about it. To people, yeah. Nobody fucks with it. Like, you know, people appreciate it, but it's just, you know, like, the culture that they built there. Like, Kawhi, look like, at Kawhi. Look at how bro. he did us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. Oh, man. So, yeah, but I guess, yeah, that's it. I guess that's it for the NBA doc. We're excited for episode three. So, we'll probably be back yeah. next week with more on that. But, um, absolutely. Uh, I guess next, after that topic, I don't know what you want to spin into, but I guess we can talk about the. You can- yeah, you choose. Let's let's do the baby face versus Teddy Riley, man. I mean, I know obviously I didn't even really watch it. Um, I know you didn't. Watch it's really it, but what the hell happened? It's, I, I I checked in. I tuned in for like a little bit okay. for like ten minutes or so. Um, what was I gonna say? So, um, it's really the old black man versus technology battle. That's what that was. 
Like that's just the timeless struggles. Old black men and operating technology. Mm-hmm. That's just the greatest yeah. struggle that we'll ever see because that's what happened. Like, like one dude was trying to do the most mm-hmm. and make this whole thing of production and try to monetize it. The other dude was like, are we doing this shit or not? Exactly. Like you you got me doing this whole fucking spectacle and your shit not even working. Yeah, your shit is not even working. You don't even like they both don't really understand it. So they don't know what's going on. Like, I, I just feel like, yo, like, like, why? Like, I mean, doing it on IG live for the first part. Like, I mean, he, I know he had it on a propped up iPad, like mounted at least three feet away from him. Like, what did he think was going to happen in a room with like a hundred different microphones, a whole bunch of different people talking and, you know, singing like the, the, the microphone is going crazy trying to pick up so many different audio pickups and trying to yeah. isolate different sounds. Like, it's just not going to be able to do anything right. And I, I just, I don't even understand. Like, how did you... Basically, uh, that was too much for IG. Too much, that was way, way too, too much. much for IG Live. Like, if you're going to produce it like that, then you should have put it on a proper streaming platform, like we kind of said two, like, two weeks prior, that put it on a proper um, streaming platform, set it up with the proper audio tracks and proper equipment. Like, how do you have a whole production team there that doesn't understand that? This is what frustrates me with, with corporate anything like corporate or professional anything like you go to these companies that are professionals or supposedly they know what they're doing but they don't know shit like i literally i'm 25 years old i i i work my job every day and i do this shit on the computer and i know more than this production team and how they could have produced that properly but like what like what is going on like i just like, i don't understand like, i don't that was yeah that was that was the most yeah. that's that's i mean exactly. yeah, shame on Teddy riley for that bro just come on get in front of get in the studio Sit down with your phone right in front of your speakers and just play. Like it, it would have worked just like that. That's all you needed to it do. Should have worked. Team. That yeah. shit was. Yeah, it always. Nah, that shit was. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly is the right. Yeah. And I mean, right. I don't know. What are you? Any chance you think they're gonna return the battle? I know they said they're gonna try and come back, but you think? I know Babyface. He know. looked mad. Fed up, son. He was. So- Bro, he looked fed up. He looked like he didn't want to do the shit in the first <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, he looked like he barely wanted to and do it. And then was like. This shit is not even working. Yeah. So you got me out here looking like a fool for nothing. Yeah, facts. Like he was probably embarrassed as hell. Like honestly, when you really think about it, he was probably, man, I'm embarrassed. Like shit. Shit, I don't blame him. I don't blame him, him really. I mean, because I'll, I'll be honest, and I, I know, I mean, I know of Babyface and Teddy Riley's. I know who they are, but I don't really know mm-hmm. like them for their actual songs or like what they wrote. Like I know who they are. Like I know the names, and that's just a millennial, the youth in me. But like who would win like a legit battle? I know you to be, I don't know, more of a music aficionado. I know you mm. might know their songs a little bit better. I know like I was looking at like a list and I know like you know, fucking Teddy Riley wrote some crazy shit. Like he wrote like he, he wrote time. a lot. I, I have to pull it up. I know again. Babyface wrote it's... some mangas. He wrote uh uh Don't is it Don't Be Cruel with uh oh no, My Prerogative, Bobby Brown. Yeah. So like, you know, I know they got some bangers with some Whitney Houston. They got I need to hold on. I I gotta. Yeah, so yeah, I pull up the list. I gotta, gotta pull, up pull up the, up the documents. <laughs> yep. Nah. Uh. Yeah, let's see right let's here. See. Me, I guess I'm gonna just do songwriting. Yeah, there's songwriting credits here. I think I had it actually right here. Um, baby face. Right here. Yep. Uh. Okay. Yeah, Black Streets No Diggity by Teddy Riley. Exhale by. Babyface. Remember the time by Teddy Riley. Johnny Gill's My, My, My. That sample on that new, uh, what is it? What on the dance floor? 
He wrote dangerous. Damn, he wrote mad MJ. Yeah, nah, he wrote some hits, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who would um necessarily win that. Like, he wrote heaven can wait. God damn, I love that Michael. Song. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nah, that dude is a hit maker. Nah, yeah, these these songwriters. I think honestly, overall though, like what this has shown is that these songwriters are just incredibly talented. Like the singers are talented, but man, but the ability to structure words to me like that and just like be able to produce that for people is just incredible. It's a very very incredible it's, talent. Same thing with rap, like rap and songwriting and just word rhyming, spoken word, all like ability of just okay thinking of words to put together and making it sound good oh man i just it's a talent that i wish i had uh i'm looking at baby faces damn this list is extensive yeah nah, it, it might be baby face based on based on what the fuck i'm looking at here my son is, my son God, is damn, blown away by what he's seeing he's just like i cannot believe this this is great <laughs> jesus uh i'm just damn like babyface's shit, I mean uh Teddy Riley's shit fits on one page. Mm. I gotta scroll for babyface. Mm. Wow. I'm on I'm still in D. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Boys the man, Bobby. Every little step, holy shit. Every little step that's I take. Now nah, that's a hit too. Nah, yeah. That's I mean, I'm so I feel like that would be pretty dope though. I hope they I mean, it would be cool to see them come back and do that. I would definitely learn to be ed- I would like like to be educated on both of their uh their lists. Like, I mean, I know it's something I could just look, look up and um listen to, but I do kind of enjoy the idea of verses and you know, like hearing those songs back and forth and hearing them verse each other. It sounds pretty dope. So Yeah. I, I like that concept. At least, you know, we we talk with, about like, it with those yeah. kind of legends, yeah. People who really make yeah. music like that, yeah. That, like that's what I want to hear. That shit is I want to hear exactly. that. Exactly. Sure. I don't want to hear French Montana and Tori Lance, but I want to hear Babyface and Teddy Riley. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot he Babyface wrote "I'm Your Baby Tonight" by Whitney Houston, bro. It said him and Bobby wrote that sh- song to be mad hard for Whitney, and she smoked that shit in one take. Damn, that's crazy. Like they purposely wrote that shit, like rhythmically, like everything about it to be like difficult for mm-hmm. her. And she just was like, "Nah, I need to go." So I'm gonna just bang this shit out, and she just banged that shit out one take. I was like, "Oh." Wow, that's incredible. So, but that's the fact that they wrote some shit, and when you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, this is like a complex, like the way you have to sing it and everything." Mm. So now nah, it might be Babyface for real. For real. Oh, man. <laughs> he just got shout you, out but, Babyface. Uh, right, let's, let's not uh, linger too long. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> um, what was the? What what else? Um, what was so next? what else? What's On next? The agenda. Um, well, I mean, well, today's 420, so, you know, shout out 420. 420 Blaze it. Uh, yeah, Mary J, the <laughs> Herb. Um, <laughs> uh, gotta do the wisdom. Oh, man, but shout out all my stoners, man. You know, anybody who, who appreciate the Herb, I guess. Um, And I guess, you know, I guess we could kind of, like, chop it up, man, like, What's your uh, favorite stir- stories with the herb, or like you know any stories that you have around Mary J? Stories with the herb. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember. All right, so I'll go with the high. Oh no, I can't even tell that story. Uh, no. Exactly, I can't tell that story. You gotta keep it PG. Uh, uh, 
yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Just I'll keep that off the books. Ah. <laughs> the, the, uh, I was gonna say like the highest I've ever been, oh, and I was like, mm. nah, that shit made me um, too crazy. My son was in a different dimension. I'll just, all right, I'll just say like I I was smoking with somebody like before I had to go to school. Mm. Um. And this was like actually recently. Like I smoked before, but like not really too much. But like from 2017 on, I like been much, much more of a smoker. Um mm. and so at that time, like we're just like hitting whatever, and I haven't smoked in forever. So like I keep hitting and I'm not even paying attention. And then like it hits and like everything just like fades out from around me. Like he's talking to me, and that shit just turns to boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah, the get out, the get out scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that was like i raised my hand and looked at my hand and it felt like it was moving in such slow motion i was like mm-hmm. oh shit yeah. and i turned to him and like immediately was like yo i know you just said a whole bunch of shit but i'm i'm telling you in all honesty i did not hear a single fucking word you just said that's crazy yeah nah, pre- and it was like you know, it was like that for like a, a good two hours or like people were talking to me and i'm like i felt like i was trying so hard to to make sure like what I was saying was understandable to the other person. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Yo, that sounds like that's that's a pretty dope flex experience. It was fine, though. And I like I went to go get like I was eating much, much healthier. I mean, I'm trying to still eat healthy, but like I went to like uh one of my salad spots I used to go to, and it just I was like, damn, I'm like, I'm on the green eating green. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing life correctly right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad for you. So nah, dude. Now nah, for me, my first experience actually was uh freshman year in college, actually. My freshman year, uh, I was rooming with a kill. Um, and he actually sparked me up big up, big up a kill. Uh so he he actually uh, sparked me up on the vape, and that was my first time stoning. And man, let me tell you, like just like you said, man, when it hit, like it was just crazy. I'll never forget the feeling. It was just like it was almost like I just felt like a pop go off in my head, and it's just like like yeah. it was like that effect you know that effect that zoom in effect that you feel yeah <laughs> oh that zoop like oh man and i just felt so turned the fuck up and i remember we were bumping um i think uh good kid mad city had just dropped so swimming pools was on he was blasting swimming pools and uh yeah man that that was a trip bro it was an absolute trip it was like <laughs> one of my favorite favorite experiences ever on the herb so Definitely uh, loved that experience. <laughs> what was your worst experience? Um, if you could think of, definitely a trip. It was probably a trip. Probably one, one too many edibles, and uh, I ended up uh, contemplating, like, or well, recontemplating or not understanding like reality. So I was just like, "Yo, what is like is going on?" Like, I feel like I woke up in a video game. Like, I felt like I was dreaming in a an alter reality. It was pretty bad. It's pretty pretty. Dude, like this is me. I'm in an avatar of myself. This must be virtual reality. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, dude. I was scared, and it was like my heart was pounding. I mean, my anxiety was through the roof. It was pretty bad. Yo, edibles can do you in yeah. so much. No, nah, yeah, and like you really have to be in the correct headspace and like ground yourself. I think I was mixing. Like I too. always make sure I was mixing. I was like, I know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. I was like that when I was on New Year's. I had like the five gummies and like I remember each one like creeping in. I remember I'm like, okay, I'm mildly high. I'm like, all right, I think the first one hit. And the second one, it keeps going and I'm like, oh my God, it's not over yet. Yeah, my son was going through I'm inception like, and different God, levels of inception. Yeah, it was exactly. I was like, okay, I think I was the third one. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. What the fuck is four? <laughs> 
And then four or five came, and I was just stuck in the, the chair, just staring at your TV endlessly. Yeah, no. Like, I heard conversations, and I was, like, passively, like, retaining the information, but, like, just staring at your TV with that fucking wallpaper. Like, just I just kept sitting there like, yo, is that a picture? <laughs> or is it just a really detailed CGI image? Mm-hmm. And I just kept looking at shit for shit to try to validate it. Like, oh, nah, see, that water's too clean. That must be CGI. <laughs> and then I'll see some shit like, nah, bro, but I know that roof. Like, I've seen that. That's a shot of, like, uh, some neighborhood I know. <laughs> Oh my god, that, that was an intense time. Yeah, bro. Them, them edibles. Nuts. Yeah, nah, for sure, man. Oh man, favorite stories with the herb. Those shits are always the best. But um, other than that, your, I'm sorry. What? What's your? Oh, what's your favorite strain? If you if you have one. Um, you know what? I guess I don't really have a favorite strain. I guess I'm definitely from that era of uh, coppers. You know, you just cop what it is. Usually, it's uh, if it ain't sour, it's uh, fucking some type of Kush, gorilla Kush. So, I mean, yeah. I'm definitely a very, like, basic guy in that, like, rent strain, Gorilla Kush or Sour. Ooh, Sour is good. You really can't go wrong with Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I'm honestly, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I have, like, specific favorite streams. There was, oh, I'm trying to think of, like, a good stream that I, there's one I had. It was, like, Blueberry Cruffin or something I, like, recently had. And I thought that was pretty good. Like, I realized, like, I like... I really like one more than the other, but more often, like, I'm very situational. Like, I would prefer to have, like, an indica mm-hmm. doing something at home, like, having the body high over the head mm-hmm. high. And then if I'm out, I'd rather have the sativa shit where I could still do shit if I need to and, like, be good about my mm-hmm. day. If I'm, like, home killing, like, I feel like indica's helped me more. So it's, like, it's really, like, I'm more of a situational, like, oh, I would prefer to have this, but obviously I'm going to smoke whatever the fuck is I have. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I think I'm an indica guy for- all the time. Like, I, I think even, like, if I'm out, like, I want to feel that body. Uh, like, I want to feel like I'm moving in the Matrix, like, at all times. Like, <laughs> I want to feel like you're... <laughs> at all times, bro. I want to be... It is, yo. It is, yo. It, it does make walking, like, the wildest experience. Yeah, like, the way it's, feel... the tingle that you feel through your body is, like, I don't want to say pins and needles, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it feels like the alternate version of that. Yeah, like you were, you know, like I'm in a body, but you're like, am I the one in charge? Like, am I the one actually walking right now? Yeah. <laughs> or am I in like some power armor or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but so um, I know Shy hit you up about this, but I on Twitter asked everybody, what is the greatest song about weed? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you here and ask you, what do you think is like the greatest song about weed? Um, I don't know. Yo, that one is tough, man. Because like, I just don't know. All right. Like, what is the definition of a weed song, though? Like, is it like, all right, songs that you smoke to or songs about I'm, smoking? Nah, I'm songs about smoking. Okay. They're about weed and some Because, you, you know, uh, that the other one is too mood dependent. <laughs> You know, like some people, if you obviously like one genre of music, then obviously I'm assuming you're going to smoke to that one genre of music. So I feel like you would get too varied of an answer Damn. for that. I don't know. Because then those, like Ruthie has said that she's like, oh, she likes this Wiz song. But it's like you like that, not, not because it's necessarily about weed, but because of you used to smoke to the song. So you enjoy it. Like it just has that getting high sound. I mm-hmm. guess. But I'm just asking, I'm just saying like in terms of the content, of the song it's about yeah um i mean you know then i i gotta actually go with a newer song 
um, by Damien Marley, actually. Medication. I don't know if you've heard that song. That song is phenomenal, though. It's a really, really good song. It's it's ridiculous, and it's strictly about smoking weed. It's fucking amazing, though. It's a really, really good smoker song. And I'm telling you right now, if you're lighting up after this or you're lighting up during the pod, I don't know if you mute and light up. If you bump this shit and light up. No, I <laughs> If you if you if you um if you bump this shit and light up, I'm telling you, bro, you will get sky high because it gets you in that bag. It really, really does. Oh shit. I'm about to open up a YouTube page and listen to the shit out. Yeah. Uh, uh okay. What about top five outside yeah, of Yeah, because I I guess other than like just uh songs, like I gotta kinda have like the artists and like I guess their kind of songs. Like cause I mean I guess like Snoop Dogg, obviously. I love gin and juice. Gin. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm new era, Travis Scott. I mean, I love fucking uh SDP interlude. I love that shit. Smoke Sun Drinks on Pop One. Love that. Yeah. Uh Kid Cuddy, all his mute songs really, but I mean day and night. I love banging that shit, smoking to it. Any future song. You know, at the end of the <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that shit is amazing. That is great. And what was that? Yeah, said, you said, uh, you said, future, uh, anything future, bro. Oh, yeah. Anything hallucinating. Oh, hallucinating, yo. Actually, that is a very good pick specifically. That is a very, very like good spe- just, pick specifically. Just be feeling like that. Gospel yeah. singing. <laughs> Let me elucidate <laughs> And then um, of course Anything by the Lord and Savior Young Thug You know anything by the Oh Young my god Thug. Yeah. For me specifically I think my favorite smoking song by him though is Power I love First you get that money Then you get that no! Yeah I love that song sir. That is my top five Thugger songs yeah, period I, like, oh, that shit. It bangs so hard <laughs> Yo, it's so smooth, bangs hard, and like he's just floating. He's just floating on that thing, yo. Like that shit is just like a massive. Yo, piece. I don't, yo, man. Young Thug is just the most talented artist to me. I love you Absolutely, <laughs> will die. Yeah. Yo, I'm in the thug, Thugger army for sure. The Thug Nation. <laughs> yo, Thug Nation, because yo. What did he say? He's like, bitch, I, I, uh, I eat ice cream with my chicken. I was like, yeah, what? I eat ice cream with my chicken. <laughs> Oh I was like, yo, I don't even know if you're allowed to say that, but you just said that just so well and so confident that I gotta I gotta, I gotta let, let it rock, rock, man. And it probably tastes good as hell, I guess. Like I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean I guess that's it for 420. Shout out 420, you know, coming and going. Unfortunately, we're locked inside on coronavirus. So you know, the feeling is not the yeah. same, but it's always the same if you're really about that life. So yeah. Yep. Shout that! Shout out to four twenty. Um, uh, so what else is on the docket? I have here, uh, I guess Drake and TikTok took Tussie slide that whole de- debacle. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're late, but you know we figured we. Yeah, about I thought I figured we talk about that. It's kind of um, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Do you think it was necessary? Like, why do you think people like Drake or these massive artists? Like, period. Sometimes feel the need to follow like the trend, like. I don't know. One was it like necessary? Because I know Charlemagne, like he was doing, he was getting at him with some shit. I don't know the exact uh, uh, def- like clarity and uh, clarification uh, of the statement, but um, that was like the gist of it. He was just pretty much like, 
bro, it's corny. Like, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Son, I honestly, I really don't know. You know, like, artists just do whatever the fuck they want to. But, like, I don't know. I, I At this point, Drake must be thinking like Jay-Z in, like, the sense that all they really care about is, like, the business aspect of shit mm-hmm. now. Like, it feels like everything Drake does is a business decision, despite if it, I don't know, I don't know how true that is, but, like, it just feels like even if he's helping somebody get on, like, it does benefit him. Oh, 100%. In some way, shape. He is, and I think that's like, right. It's clearly a, a two-way transactional street. It's not out of the kindness of his heart because it does benefit him because if it's a new sound, then people are going to attribute that sound to Drake, right? And then, yeah, it'll get people interested in that genre, but then that Drake song, will, that song with Drake will now blow up a thousand times mm. over and people will like the artist but it's gonna drake's gonna get most of the credit for yeah that. no that's a fact and so that's what happens like, he hoards that credit and like it does help that that genre but like when drake gets on it more often than not like the sound morphs to it to be more drake you know it sounds slightly sanitized like whatever it is mm-hmm. and i guess you know it's weird i haven't listened to tussy slide yet so like i don't even know what it actually sounds like but to me it's Go listen to that yeah, right yeah. now. Like, pull it up just so you just could get an understanding. Yeah. You really don't even need to hear more than like fifteen seconds. Yeah, I'm gonna look to see slide. Let's see, but um, pretty much um, like my whole thing on to see slide is just kind of like, and just like him doing that is just kind of like I don't know. It, it just comes up as corny. Like I do understand. You're right. Like Drake kind of sees it like a business. Like it's a number, another number one. That's pretty much the only reason why he did it. Another number one, it was yeah. easy business. And I think it kind of just transitions more into my other notion of just like, you know, what, have we ever seen that happen before where I, I got to assume that TikTok had to have paid him to do that. Like, because I feel like he made the dance to go viral on TikTok, but it didn't. It ended up not going viral on TikTok. I don't think it worked the way they thought it would. They went and got Drake mm-hmm. because Drake obviously is number one, but um. You know, I don't know the tootsie, tootsie dance or whatever it's called. It just doesn't look like as interesting as like, it's yeah, not, it's just not a cool dance. I don't know. It's corny. If there, well, I would honestly, if that came out to be the case, I would totally believe that they would do some shit like that. But also, like, if it's not, it's whatever. But like, I could totally see him just deciding. Yeah, like you see, song. I'm like watching this. As it's we made hotline play. And yeah, we all danced to it and made fun of it. I mean, that shit really didn't age well. I don't know why the fuck he made that. But like at the time, everybody was like, this is mm-hmm. cool. Even me, I was like, all right, yeah, I don't mind it. But when you look back, you're like, wow, that didn't, <laughs> that was a thing. And that's the same thing that's going to be with this fucking Tootsie Slide shit. That shit is going to be like, why did he do mm-hmm. that? Yeah, like, and I'm I'm watching and this Tootsie that- video right now. And I'm like, I'm looking at all this stuff like as, like, it, it, it's just, you could tell. Everything is just so marketing exaggerating the quarantine, you know? Uh, like, I, I just, I think all of this is just corny. It comes off as really like, bro, you just like advertising to a time, to TikTok. Obviously, everybody's in home making TikToks. So yeah, you're at home. The whole point is shoot your video and your house, do these dances, you know? Okay, like, okay, I understand. Like, you got the bag for TikTok and you got another number one yeah. advertising pretty much for TikTok. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. That's yeah, like, I guess you know what I guess that's what bothers me about him. Like, I guess obviously it's opinion based, but I feel like a lot of shit he puts out nowadays are duds. Like they just are like it's hot and then disappears, or it just it or it just falls, it's dead on arrival, you know? Like it comes out and you're like, okay. 
you immediately listen to it like that's the first and last time because it's just not. Yeah, I, honestly, I can't like even get through a couple seconds of it. Music to make, yeah, like you, it sounds like you're just making music to make the shit. Like you know, like this is the formula for shit, and you're just slapping together. Whether that's true or not, whatever. But like that's what it feels like, and that's must obviously shouldn't be a good thing for an artist that if people feel that it's like that, mm-hmm. then maybe I don't know, make some different shit. I don't know. I'm sure he has the talent to do so, but I don't know. I feel like he's just like partially just interested. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess shout outs to him. To I, I mean, I don't want to say shout outs to him because I, I guess it does make me a little bit nervous. Like the whole notion of artists pretty much catering to a corporation's like desires of making music for a corporation. Like you know, obviously advertising through music has always been a thing through the music videos. You know, shouting out certain brands or things like that. That's always been like uh, like a thing. Like it's not something that Drake started, but um, like I mean, to this point where it's like you know, I don't know. Like I feel like this literally catered specifically to TikTok. It's not Instagram. It's not Twitter. Yeah. It's not Snapchat. It's not yo nah. TikTok TikTok probably got him, got in touch with him, and and had him. I played a role at least in the creation of Tootsie Slide, which is just it, it makes Drake yeah. unique in the sense that. Okay, bro, like you created a lane. Like I respect it. Like, you know, this we might see more of this where like artists are doing things like this specifically. Um it's it's uh a, a sm- if that's the case, then it's one of the smartest business decisions a rap. Exactly. Yeah. But as not necessarily a rap purist, but as a way to saying why not just make music to make music, then that bothers me a lot. Meaning now you're making a lane for music purely to be created for like a consumption of music. exactly like you're you're creating it for all right this is music to then go viral for yeah this. it's not even you necessarily like it's for the town it's it's right like the music was and i'm sure that you know that's not the only example of that because there's music that gets made for you know the mcdonald's theme song or whatever or like you know artists get together and make this song for haiti or this for charity fundraising organizations but it feels different because at least that's i don't mm-hmm. know trying to be somewhat of a good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. This is just clearly like for it's you it's a purely business uh, uh transaction that benefits two people as opposed to saying these people are getting together for this cause where you're like, oh okay, you know, that's so sweet of them. So now you're just like, all right. But like so as a purist, I'm like, I'm not cool with that because that's clearly like defies what hip hop mm-hmm. is. At least just making music for motherfuckers to make music it defies that because now it's just I'm making music to make another form of money and I you know it's not I don't know. I'm sure I sound like <laughs> to some people. Nah. I don't know. That's, that's, that's not to say like, you know, that's not what people do nowadays. Like, I'm sure there's some rappers out there like, I just want this money from this yeah. shit. And that's fine, I guess. I, I don't know. Just when that shit gets to, around to corporations, it just feels funny. For the music, the advertisement or like what you do in your videos or what you do when you, I don't know, what clothing you wear, that's on you. I just don't want that shit in there. Exactly. Music. And, you know, I, I, I full, wholeheartedly agree. I think you pretty much, like, not hit that on the head. Um, next, uh, I mean, I know this was a little bit of a thing over the weekend. I don't know if the episode aired fully, but um, Spoken Reasons was on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out on MTV and... um. Yeah, man, that shit was pretty brutal, man. The clip that I seen on Twitter, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I was kind of like, okay, like what the fuck was going on? Because I didn't know they were having beef, period. And for anybody, who, yeah, now I know. That. I was gonna say for anybody who don't know, I didn't, I didn't watch. Yeah, for anybody yeah, who does please. not know, Spoken Reasons <laughs> is um, he's actually like an, a YouTube slash internet celebrity. He actually also did film 
starring some Hollywood films back in like 2012, 2013. I don't actually have them pulled up in front of me, but he did have his little stint in Hollywood because of his YouTube fame. And um, he did a lot of those like stupid videos pretty much where a lot of people were doing like a lot of comedy. It was like the birth of YouTube, I want to say, the YouTube era when a lot of people were doing that in early Twitter. And, um, yeah, you know, so pretty much like... He, he, I don't know if you know the video, you know that uh, Emmanuel Hudson who did the, why you asking all them questions, asking all the questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Spoken Reasons was the guy driving in that video. Like, and he's the, the yeah, uh, exactly. So like they used to work together in the past, or at least on um things like videos like that and just collaborate. So pretty much what ended up happening is that, and I, I guess I'm going to explain the story before I get into just the Wild and Out episode and shit, um, yeah. is... Spoken Reason uh, reached out to uh, Emmanuel Hudson because he was a talent, but in talent and con- comedy, wherever he's from. I don't know where he's from, but he was blowing up wherever he was at. Spoken Reasons was blowing up on the Internet at the time, reached out to him. They collaborated for that video, recorded the video. Spoken Reasons pretty much uploads the video on YouTube prior to Emmanuel Hudson's knowledge because they were supposed to drop it at the same time. Now, anybody who mm-hmm. knows as a content creator, and if you're in the YouTube game, the person who puts that thing online first owns it, period. There's not even like, it yeah. ain't even a question. There's no, there's no, like, he's getting the likes, he's right. getting the retweets. Like, that's why even me personally, I'm not much of a double poster guy. Like when I see somebody, or if I'm working in a joint project with anybody, and somebody has something that I'm giving up, if I give up the property to them and they're saying, okay, do you want to post it at the same time? I'll say, sure, I might repost it, but I won't post it if you're posting it. Because to me, it makes no sense. You're telling two people to go to two different places to get content. It doesn't make any sense. They have to go to one place. And I, I think Spoken Reasons knew that and was taking advantage of Emmanuel Hudson because to me, obviously, I mean, he did know that because he went ahead and posted it. That's the the problem. It's just kind of like, dude, you went ahead and, and just dropped this video behind Emmanuel Hudson's back and didn't even tell him. And then you, you know, going ahead and make up an excuse like, oh, yeah, yeah, bro. You know, you was just hot in the street, bro. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Nah, you know what you was doing, man. You know that if you got a million views that day, you just got the bag. And even if you gave him the right to whatever to it, bro, the, the, the algorithms, the way that shit works, your channel just got all that traffic. That shit is very important. On YouTube, that shit is extremely important. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, obviously they blindsided him. I'm not going to lie. Nick Cannon had his boy Emmanuel Hudson's back because Emmanuel Hudson is on the cast. Yeah. And, you know, they brought Spoken Reasons up to the, the, the show. And, man, bro, they jumped him. They jumped him on stage, bro. They jumped him <laughs> comedy-wise, but verbally. It was pretty bad. Damn, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, my personal take on it, I guess, is just, like, it sucks. It, it does suck that that is content creation though even in 2020 even wor- more so worse today like i do feel bad for emmanuel hudson knowing that in 2012 like you know his his ability to blow up was probably stifled from shit like that like spoken reasons definitely took advantage he knew what was happening he ended yeah. up getting into hollywood movies he wasn't putting his boys on like i ain't seen nobody come with him so like and then now he, he here he is he's back on youtube and now he does podcasting um via YouTube, obviously via because of the quarantine and shit like that. But you can tell like the dude yeah. like has come fallen so much. Like he, he's not even into comedy videos. He his views aren't anything remotely close to what he, he is. Like Emmanuel Hudson is way more popular than him. Way more successful. Damn. Makes way more money. 
And um, you could see the anger. The anger started to spill out because they got into it over IG Live and shit. So I just thought that was pretty interesting, man. I, I don't know. Uh, what do you, What's your kind of notion on just that conversation around content creators taking advantage of one or another? And then obviously I know the same thing goes on in music production and beat production and music. Like That definitely happens. It's just anytime it's a competitive field, like you're going to have shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially where you can jointly make something, but at the end of the day, that it doesn't often happen is that when you collaborate on something, both people walk away with better uh, things. And so it always ends up being like, I don't know, marketing or whoever is going to gravitate to one person over the other, unless you're like packaged as a deal as like, you know, like Jesus and Meryl, they're packaged as both of them. So both of them got to go wherever, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to see one get the deal over the other because they're packaged together. But like when you're collaborating, like in terms of content creation, both of you guys decide, you guys are solo and for this a little bit of time you're going to make this one video and then still separate you know like it's going to get competitive somebody's going to walk away and be like oh i found this guy more funny or i think this guy has the stardom we need so somebody's always going to get shafted when it comes to shit like that it's unfortunate and it's it sucks that content creators or people in general like when you get to that point you don't look back and say well if it wasn't for this person i wouldn't be in this situation it's cutthroat and i'm that's just all those kinds of industries they're just extremely fucking cutthroat and you know you got to do what you can on your own because ain't nobody gonna help you. yeah unfortunately it's all uh i always say it's all unfortunately it's like a sub side effect or a subset of just being in a capitalistic society you know it's a dog dog world period like people just want to make money where they can, and if they see somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, or okay, like okay, oh, he's mad funny, but and he ain't in front of a camera though. But he's stupid funny. Let me try and get him in front of a camera so I could take his money from him because he don't care about his money. Yep. And that's that's just really what the world is, you know. You really got to be wary about that. And you know, sorry that happened to Emmanuel Hudson, but you could tell, man, like um, karma it follows you, and it definitely tore spoken reasons a new one on that show because I'm telling you, it was it was pretty bad, and I. I guess uh, shout outs to just E-Man. You know, I guess wanted to hit on that a little bit. But um that shit is just yeah. yeah. But I think that's it. That's a, that's it so, on my docket. That's think, yeah. all that's fair. That's that's really it yeah. then. Cause <laughs> shit, we done talked about, <laughs> a lot. about a lot. This is why I think we this is the second time I think we did, we went over like a an Oh hour shit, yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice this hour and a half, but we went lengthy, huh? Hey, it we want lengthy. Yeah. Shit, shit happened this week, you know. It's actually some some funny shit nah, to talk facts, about. Facts, yo. I really, I really fuck with so, this. Hopefully, the world keeps getting, you know, finding ways to persevere and be funny or other forms of entertainment as we all suffer inside of our exactly. Lives yeah, moment. ways to just continue uh, to distract uh, us. Um, my ass is gonna continue yeah. to get back to this stream. Uh, get back to tweaking on this rig. What about you, brother? What are you about to get into? <laughs> I'm about to, I'm going to listen. I'm going to real listen to have the tab open. For oh, yeah. No, nah, yeah. I'm telling you, you about to fuck with this shit. This shit is, that shit is bad fire, so. I, I, that shit is sitting there. Like, I'm looking at the tab. So, I'm going to do that, and then I'll probably, I usually end up always talking to Ruthie after. She'll be like, how did it go, this, that? So, I'll spend like 20 minutes. She's been watching mad movies, so I'll probably find out what movies she's uh, watching Ah, that's now. fire. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I never got shit, to tell I, you. I did end up watching Parasite, bro. What oh, it was think? amazing. It was amazing. It was incredible. It's, it was incredible. Yeah. I love that movie, bro. I love it. 
It was. I'm not even gonna lie. I was trying mad hard to hate it too. And I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" And I was just like, mm, "It's hype, it's hype." And then like by the end of it, I was like, "Nah, I'm tight, I'm tight." I was so mad, like, because the way the dude just came out and started burking everybody. So I was just like, "Yo, yeah. are you dead ass?" Like, and then I was like, "Oh, like man. the shit that I researched about it was just crazy." Like. You know, the scene when they're all getting, uh, they're all like chilling in the crib after they all got their jobs. The knock on the door from the old uh, housekeeper, mm-hmm. it like happens half, exactly halfway through the film. So somebody's like, that's symbolism of saying like, from here on out, like the movie will not be the same. And it's true because from that moment on, like that shit actually like freaked me out. I'm like, knock on the door. I'm like, oh shit, who the oh, fuck is that? Yeah, right. And that oh, shit went my from goodness. like, wow, yo. It went from like, ha ha, like a dark comedy, like, oh, they're kind of fucked up, but this is Son. cool. And that shit turned into like, yo, what the fuck is going that on? That is so crazy. Yo, advanced cinematography is so fucking mind blowing to me. It, it, yo, advanced movie uh, making is just, you're yo. like, wow, like the, the storytelling. The layers in which yeah, I really doing. got that that meme expression right now on Twitter where you see the guy like wow, like yo, I really am mind blown right <laughs> now. So like, I can't believe it because yo, yo literally that from was... that moment that she knocked and then when yo she ran to the door and looked through the camera and saw her face, bro, I was like yo, this should look like it just turned into a horror movie. And from that moment, yep. it and became it be- a horror movie. It kind of did. Yeah. yeah, it felt so like thrillery, like so tense. She, like, she let her in. You're like yo, what is this? Yeah, was- oh yeah, you're like what is this? Who is this dude? Like, and then the, the fucking fuck? family was coming home, and then the the feeling of just having to rush and clean up the house and hide, bro. Yo, it was just so and like the anxiousness just went through the roof. The movie was not even about that at all until that very moment. It's so crazy you pointed that out. Now I'm about to have to yeah. go look up theories after this. <laughs> there's there's a lot of good shit. You definitely got to check that out. Like a lot of the stuff that I noticed on watching, like oh okay, like there's a lot of symbolism of lines and people crossing yeah. lines. Like the way the the shot is structured, like saying that they've now pull, uh, crossed another point of no yeah. return. So like shit like that that you just see like visually, like when it's raining and the fact that they go from the parks live at the top of the hill. So when like they go back down after sneaking out of the crib to their crib, they're walking down, like showing that they went from the high status down to lower. To being poor oh, again. wow. Yeah, down to being poor again. Like the, 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 the symbol of yeah. the visualization of that even the symbolism of just like the length, of- the journey that it takes to get to that high level yeah. status, like to come from that low level. Oh my goodness, bro. Wow. That's crazy. I never even, that's what I'm telling you, like movies, like really good movies, like do this all like without you paying attention. And then once you start to like learn about it, it gets easier to pay attention to it or see like, mm, okay. And then when you rewatch it, you start watching it like, oh, wow. Like that's why like there's, there's a lot of great movies that do that, you know? And like, it, it's, it, it's, it's one of like my favorite things, like just watching good films because you get to see like, okay, like what, what, are, what are they trying to tell me? With yeah, that's that, yo, that is so crazy. Cause like, man. Like that, that they it's masterful. It really, really is masterful. And I, I always say hats off because, like, I was sitting there watching that shit. Like, yo, man, they getting soaked in the rain. That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> and they, that's so much symbolism yeah. behind that scene. Now, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so that is it for us. Thank you for tuning in again. Episode six. We're gonna keep this going for y'all. Don't don't stop. Can't, Can't stop, stop. Won't stop. stop. We are yes, diddy. sir. We about this life. Bad, Bad boy. boy for life. You already know. We're gonna be back next week, episode seven. Hot at your face. And that's, that's it. Hot at your face. That's it. Stay up, stay blessed. I hope y'all staying safe. 
See y'all in the next one.